From Spotify, this is The Window. First-person snapshots of life during the pandemic. I'm your host, Xavier Jernigan. As people send us their audio diaries, we're getting stories of how this pandemic is changing lives. We're about to hear from someone who sees his future very differently than he did a couple of months ago. Christian Smalls was working at an Amazon fulfillment center in Staten Island. He was worried about coronavirus and the conditions inside the facility. So at the end of March, he organized a walkout with some of his coworkers. All of a sudden, his name was in the news. And then he was in the news again when he was fired from that job. Chris recorded his story and the answers to our questions at his home in Newark, New Jersey. I am in my bedroom, sitting down on my bed. Currently, it's me, my older cousin, and her younger son. We all live in one house together, and uh, we've been quarantined for quite a while. I am a father of twins, one boy, one girl, and their older brother, who's 10. My twins are cancers, just like me. So uh, it's three of the same people. (laughs) And I usually get them every week but I haven't seen them in two months. Their mother is taking good care of them during this time. What does it feel like in my neighborhood right now? In my neighborhood right now, things are a lot different. The police are always out and about making sure that stores and locations are following uh, the executive orders that the government put in place. Um, And also periodically throughout the day, I hear the sirens go off. If you were writing a journal right now, what would the first few sentences say? For an entry today, I would write, whatever you do in the dark shall come to the light. My first day on the job at Amazon, um, I remember walking into this massive 800,000 square foot building, just so amazed by the size of the building. It holds about 14 NFL football fields. Actually walking inside this building, you feel like a a little tiny ant sometimes because there are 5,000 employees that come in and out the building weekly. Every door that you open, you always pretty much run into a associate. Going to work every day was like my second home. We actually used to call it that because we spend more hours there than we do at home. And we try to treat it as such. My job, what I used to do is make sure that I'm on the floor, walking around, engaging with people, making sure that their numbers are hitting a certain goal, and uh, also just making sure that everybody's safe. This job requires a lot of teamwork. It requires us to uh, eat lunch in the cafeteria together. It requires us to share equipment. Just because of the type of operations that we do, um, it's kind of hard to be uh, six feet apart at all times. When I seen that businesses were closing down, I thought that we would actually be one of them. March 18th, we were still sitting together in the cafeteria on top of each other. There was no social distancing guidelines in place. 
what I saw every day was uh, the lack of cleaning supplies. There were very few, if any. We didn't have any facial masks. There was a lot of rumors going around about who tested positive, who did. So it was a very scary situation. Then on top of that, uh, I seen a lot of my employees actually become physically ill. A lot of them call out of work. So that was very alarming right there. I went to HR, tried to plead a case to make sure that they were aware of what was going on with the employees and my colleagues. Their response was basically, you know, you know, just business as usual. And um, I just wasn't with that. I sent out emails to the health department, the CDC, and the government of New York. I wanted the building to be sanitized and everybody be quarantined for two weeks. March 24th, I ran into my colleague and um, she looked very sick. Her eyes were bloodshot red. Her face was rosy red. Um, she had a mask on and uh, she was very fatigued and sluggish. And she told me that she went for uh, testing the night before. Two hours later, we had our daily sick meeting uh, amongst our upper management. That's when we learned about a positive case that was in the building on March 11th. They told me to not tell my employees. I felt like that wasn't the right thing to do. I felt like everybody deserved to know the right amount of cases. Chris spent the next few days meeting with employees and management in the warehouse, talking to them in the cafeteria about his concerns. And then Amazon told Chris he had to stay at home for 14 days on paid leave because he had been exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID-19. Chris felt that order was an attempt to silence him, and he says that's what led him to stage a walkout on March 30th. Hours after that walkout, he was fired. Chris believes it was because of that protest. But Amazon says that's not why. A company spokesperson says he was terminated because he had violated social distancing guidelines after several warnings and the instructions to stay at home. I have no regrets of what happened. I did something that I felt was right um, at the moment, and I still feel the same way. It cost me my career, but something needed to be done. And um, the things that are happening after the, you know, my walkout are positive as far as the employees because now they're being protected by receiving the the PPE that they didn't have in the beginning of March, temperature checking, extended paid time leave. So small victories count, and also the simple fact that uh, more employees are empowered to speak up now for their workplace conditions. What's the best advice you received lately or quote that you've been thinking about? The best advice I received lately was from Reverend Jesse Jackson. He calls my phone often and uh, sends me very powerful words and statements and one that he used during his presidential campaign in the 80s was keep hope alive. Um, so I repeat that uh, often. I also tell uh, people that I speak to 
to keep hope alive. What's one thing about the pre-coronavirus world you'd like to see change when we get past this whole thing? What I like to see is if it does happen again, I would love to make sure that uh, all frontliners and all first responders never have to walk into a pandemic unprotected and have safe working conditions, equal employee rights, and paid sick time leave as well. On March 30th, my life changed. The media attention that I received from doing this whole walkout was kind of unexpected. I had to learn how to embrace the position that I'm in now. This is just the beginning for me, so uh, I would love to... uh, I want to continue fighting. But I don't have to fight in a protesting way. Maybe I could become some type of organizer officially and help organize or unionize the workforce for Amazon. Um, So that's what my goal is now. I have to learn a lot, and I'm hoping that I'll have the time and opportunity to do that uh, during this pandemic. What's the one thing you're most excited to do once this whole thing is over? To see my kids. I miss and love my kids dearly, and I would love to have them back in my arms and back at my house every week as we used to do. And um, first thing I want to do is go to the zoo in New Jersey, uh, which is like an open zoo that you walk around outside. We like the mountain lions. Usually when you wear bright colors, they'll follow you around. So I used to do that on purpose. So uh, the lions actually run after me. My kids used to get a, a good laugh out of that. If you was to write a letter to the future about this moment, what would the first two sentences be? It would be, dear future, do not be alarmed or worried are scared about what happened during this unprecedented time. We were able to pull through this together to make a better future for generations to come. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know right now? Yes. When you order an item, it has to come through a receiving department. It goes to a pick department. Then it goes to a pack department. Then it goes to a slam department. Then it goes to a ship dock. Then it goes to a truck. Then it goes to another building. Then it goes to a driver. And then it goes to your door. That right there put multiple people's lives at risk. So try to take that into consideration. Chris Smalls from his home in Newark, New Jersey. On May 1st, Chris helped lead a nationwide protest of workers from companies including Amazon, Instacart, and Target. Yesterday, as we are finishing this episode, Amazon confirmed that an employee at a Staten Island facility has died of COVID-19. New episodes of The Window drop Wednesdays and Fridays. On the next episode, we zoom in on New York's Chinatown. We're constantly looking at the hospitality business in Asia to see how they are reacting. It feels good to see that, that there's real people eating inside restaurants and there's some sort of normalcy. 
Wilson Tang, the owner of Namwa Tea Parlor. The Window is a production of Gimlet Projects for Spotify. This episode was produced by Matilde Urfolino. Editing by Andrea B. Scott and Renita Jablonski. Fact-checking by Andrew Helms. Mixing and sound design by Katherine Anderson. Music by Katherine Anderson, Emma Munger, and Peter Leonard. Our theme music is by Emma Munger. The window production team includes Caitlin Baguki, Abby Razika, Jamisia Thomas, and Carrie Ann Thomas. I'm Xavier Jernigan. Stay safe. Talk Friday. Peace.